Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Keeping It Real On Purpose, and I am your host, Edna White. We want to welcome you to Keeping It Real On Purpose. This is the place for in-depth conversations about your life, purpose, and personal wellness in every aspect of your life. We talk about real issues to develop life, a lot of relationships, and of course your business, all on purpose. We keep it real. And today on the show, we're excited to have Alicia Broman. She is the CEO and owner of TFY Apparel. Welcome, Alicia. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, you are so welcome. You are so welcome. So, of course, you know, I'm going to ask you right away, what does TFI mean? (laughs) It stands for the Forgotten Youth. It has a pretty deep backstory that goes into it. Okay. Uh, We can definitely get into that. Yes, absolutely. Tell me about, now say say the name again. The Forgotten Youth? Yes, ma'am. Okay, and tell me what that, what does that mean? That's really, that's deep. So tell me. (laughs) Okay, so the story starts um, with me. You can imagine me a little pigtailed girl, bright-eyed. And I am, so I'm seven years old. Mm -hmm. And I am basically ripped from my family. You know, I'm thrown into a foster home. Uh And... I am experiencing a whole new stage of life. Right. Um, in this foster home, you're only allowed to have three shirts and two pairs of pants. Ooh. So you can imagine that one, the trauma that we have to go through that right. lands us in the system. Two, right. being ripped from our homes, you know, being placed in an unfamiliar place with unknown faces. And then as you can imagine, when you're only allotted three shirts and two pairs of pants as a young schoolgirl. Absolutely. It's inevitable that you, you know, you, and you encounter bullying on a daily basis. Um, and so, you know, we're adding that to the list of traumas. Oh yeah. Uh, I would, and I always say this about foster kids. One of the best things and one of the things that I think isn't emphasized enough is that there are so many tools and skills and coping mechanisms that we develop at such a young age. Sure, and of course. And in the moment, you know, my my biggest thing was that it was time to get to work and come up with a game plan. Uh-huh. You know, I wasn't going to take this bullying. Um, so my problem-solving skills kicked in, and I had every single one of the girls in the group home throw all of their clothes into a pile. Ooh. And I said, let's get to work. We're going to mix match. We're going to make sure that nobody's wearing the same thing every single day. And we're, you know, we're going to remove at least one aspect of trauma from our life, you know, because we're already going through so much. Why add bullying to the list? Game changer. Hashtag that audience. Hashtag game changer. I love it. You gave me chills when you said you're going to throw it all together and we're going to mix and match. Just my type of girl. That's right. That is right. Game changer. I love it. So this is where this was born, this idea of just mixing and matching. Well, so essentially what happened was, um, you know, obviously you get older and you have to get taken to go get new clothes. Right. Well, imagine the foster system is heavily underfunded. So we went thrifting. Um, Yay! Love it. (laughs) 
sparked this idea because as I walked through the aisles of the thrift stores, I really, I couldn't help but just feel such a deep connection with the clothes because the clothes once had been cared for and now they were forgotten about. And I felt that, you know, once I had also been cared for and I truly did feel forgotten about being thrown into the system in a whole new world all by myself to just be devoured by the world. And so I felt that deep connection. And so that's where the Forgotten Youth was born. Um, essentially, you know, as I got older, I developed the idea that I wanted to spread awareness and advocacy. And I just wanted to combine it with something that has been a lifelong love of mine, which is thrifting. Um, I think you find <laughs> some of the neatest pieces, you know, yeah. everything that I have is so cheap and vintage. Right. And, um, so I'm just showcasing that to the world. I'm bringing something that was once forgotten and showcasing it while spreading awareness and advocacy at the same time. Okay. So you know that clothing fashion is is the thing. And I know being um, part of, I, I wouldn't say that I was poor anyway, or I wouldn't say that. I would just say that I came from a different part of the world. So I came from Alabama to New York. So of course my clothing was different. <laughs> and I'm being thrust into um, a culture shock is much different than being, than not having, can you share like the, the experience of one of your, you know, your clients, how that, that transition with just the the feeling of clothes, having that option of having those clothing to make that change for them? I think one of the, one, I guess I would say that one of the biggest experiences for most people is that when they come and you know they're shopping, if I'm doing a pop-up or whatever, they can't believe that this clothing was thrifted. You know, it, yeah. it just baffles them. And to know and hear the story that I have behind the thrifting and what I'm doing, and mm-hmm. you know, I always pitch that gig because the awareness is my number one, um, my number one thing that I want to push. Right, right. right. Is that the foster system is in crisis right now, um, and so I kind of showcase that a lot and what I'm wanting to do with the clothing is essentially transform TFY into a nonprofit organization okay. forgotten youth, um, that helps others. So they know that their purchase is funding the future essentially. Right. Cause children are our future. Sure. And they absolutely so are. That, is, that always provides such an impactful moment for them. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, I always hear from them how much they love their pieces and how much it resonates with them and how, whenever they see it, they remember, my story and then it triggers that you know the concept of like oh foster kids are out there right. and something needs to be done and so that that's my goal is to take this piece of clothing add a story to it and hopefully promote change so this is this are you a thrift store so i would i'm basically a resale store resale uh, okay a resale store yeah. and yeah. how do you how do you obtain your items do you go pick them out how did, yes. how did, okay, okay. Yes, I personally go, so I travel a lot. Um, I do fashion markets, and so we travel all over the U.S. doing our markets, and when I travel, um, I always go thrift wherever we go. Okay. And uh, me and my boyfriend also travel together, and so I, it's literally on the itinerary, you right. know, whenever we schedule our vacations, we have to fit in our thrifting moments. Right. <laughs> And so uh, I find these pieces from all over the U.S. Hopefully one day I can expand because Europe's fashion is my love. Okay. (laughs) For now, yeah, I find all, and 
I think that that's probably the funnest part of this gig is that, um, you know, you shift, you sift through so many different clothes and then you find that one item that is just like unbelievably just cute and cheek. And you're just like this, you know, and it's old school, but it's new age. And it just is, yeah, it just, yeah, there's I, I so many you. things behind it, you know, right. and there was a story behind it, right. you know, there's so much to, you know, there's so much that goes into a thrifted piece right. and also finding that piece. And so right. it's, it's, it's the thrill of the hunt for me. <laughs> so how, okay. So uh, you said you go to, to markets. Is it something that you schedule? So say for your business, okay, I'm going to, let's say, okay, I'm going to Italy this, this month. How do you, let's take us through what your, your business looks like on a, on a, whatever is it a monthly basis, weekly basis. Take us through that. Um, so essentially, uh, I I make it really a daily interaction for my okay. hometown. Okay, uh, gotcha. So okay, it's the you know the best time to go because pound stores. I don't know if you know anything about them. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So. I love I love it, but I don't I don't I never thought about the 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 way you're thinking about it. I always thought of it as economically and um, good for the the the, the um. The 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 uh, world itself has stopped buying so much junk. <laughs> I'm a minimalist. That's what it is. I'm just so. Go ahead. Yes. Continue the story. <laughs> no, it's a double whammy. You know. Yeah. It's only more sustainable for our. Earth. Right. Absolutely. But also, like these are these are items that you cannot find anywhere else. Most okay. of the line has been discontinued or they no longer exist. Right. Um, and so, you know, finding these pieces, it's just like, they are genuinely exclusive. Right. Uh, but, you know, going to, I, on a daily basis, I will hit up a thrift store. Okay. That's always, it doesn't matter. It, and it works into, because I'm also a realtor. So. Okay. Um, yeah. That's, that's fun. It's all, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> whole different conversation. Yes. <laughs> Okay, we we matched on that part. We we know it's, it's a side joke, guys. It's a, audience is a side joke. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, so anytime you know I'm out showing a home and I'm near a thrift store, I'm gonna stop in mm-hmm. and you know, we're gonna do a quick shift and see what they've got and see if there's any pieces that catch my eye. I am very selective. I would say you know a lot of people mm-hmm. tell me I've got an eye for it. They say you know I go thrifting all the time and I don't find the pieces that you find. But it's it's more about the vision of what can this be, you know, right. what, what it looks like on someone. Um, and so I've really just utilized that to kind of showcase um, the clothing itself. And then, you know, like I said, my biggest development in that is to spread that awareness and have that advocacy implemented into it because Texas is in such a deep crisis right now. Mm-hmm. And it's been a decade long crisis for the right. foster system. Right. And so if I can hit, you know, two birds, well, really three birds with one stone, mm-hmm. then why not? Right. So uh, talk to us about uh, Texas and the burden of the, you know, um, those in the foster care system. Yeah. Okay. For sure. That, so Texas has been in a decade long crisis. It is to the point where we have so many children in the system that there's not enough housing. And these kids are literally being placed in CPS offices to sleep on cots. Oh my goodness. It's insane. The, you know, the the biggest issue and the biggest cause for the crisis Mm -hmm. is lack of funding. Okay. So Texas just doesn't have enough money to keep up with, you know, what the the amount of kids. Mm -hmm. However, 
Um, in 2018, President Donald Trump signed into action the mm -hmm. Family First um, Initiative Program. Okay. And so this sent out millions of dollars all over the U.S. Okay. But Texas was unable to become compliant. So it's estimated that between 40, over $40 million will be lost between 2022 and 2023 because Governor Greg Abbott has literally just not become compliant. So this wow. crisis is fully invested upon us just not gaining compliancy. And I think that's due to the lack of awareness, right? lack of advocacy. Not enough people are talking about what the system endures, what these children go through on a daily basis on top of the trauma that they've already gone through. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I, I feel, you know, obviously I have a connection because I was a foster kid. I right. wasn't um, adopted until the age of, well, I was adopted by my aunt and uncle. Um, and I endured sexual abuse from my uncle for years to mm -hmm. put him in prison. Woo -woo. Um, but I ended up getting adopted at the age of 17 mm -hmm. by the family, the Berman family. And so I, I've gone through it. I've been there. I've done that. And now I feel like it's my turn to be that voice for the voiceless and to speak up for those who are, you know, left in the dark. Absolutely true. Well, I want to tell you that we are so connected on like three levels here. You're killing me. <laughs> I, um, you know, I'm a realtor for 20 years. I, you know, I love it. And I know when you were talking about, that's holding on the level. Yeah. Yeah. You, you get first dibs in a lot of things. <laughs> and, and, you know, um, then on, you know, being a child of, um, childhood sexual, sexual abuse and surviving through it. Um, those are so many other layers on top of being a foster child. That's another layer. And I try to, I'm glad that you're advocating, um, for this because children get left behind so much um in everything because we're you, you know we think they always say we're resilient we're not <laughs> you know because we grow up to be these adults who really are struggling <laughs> you know because we haven't you know dealt with those things of the past but I like the, what you said that you're connected to it and you give devotion to it because of that yes. can we talk about um you know uh, like a, a, a client that kind of changed the way you were doing things like, uh, or someone who just, you know, when you saw these, what you, what you picked out on them and it changed their lives, how, in, how it impacted you. Yeah. Um, so I would say it was whenever I was actually prior to launching TFY, okay. uh, I was doing a photo shoot mm -hmm. and um, the photo shoot was for the clothing. And okay. so I basically just said, Hey, I'll feed you if you come. <laughs> because startups are just like that. And yes, they are. <laughs> I got really lucky and I had an amazing group of girls come out. And, um, you know, I was honestly always kind of scared and reserved when it came to my clothes, um, because I am in West Texas mm -hmm. and my style is not West Texas. Okay. <laughs> always very much a, you know, a scare of like, when I come out with this, are people even going to like my clothes? Right, right, like? right. And so whenever, um, we were having this photo shoot, it was so much fun because I saw all of these girls just light up when they put my clothes on. Yeah. And yeah. I, I just, 
it, it's so it's reaffirming to you, but it's also like I, you know, these pieces, every single item that mm -hmm. I find, I have a deep. I told you, I have a deep connection right. to them. So it's hard for me to see them go, but just seeing how much love that they had for these clothes, mm -hmm. it it just was such a motivation for me, you know, to actually jumpstart the business. Um, to know that not only, you know, them putting it on and seeing them showcase these clothes, but also just fall in love with how it made them feel right. and uh, how it made them look and how they would look at themselves in the right. mirror or, you know, they needed to take a selfie real quick. Those are, you know, that's what I live for. I, you know, I love, I'm all about female empowerment, mm -hmm. but just seeing them light up in that way and then being able to connect with them on that level and then being like, hey, there's a story behind this. And then they're more open and they're more willing to listen to the story. And when they hear the story, they have, they develop a deeper connection to the clothes. Yeah. So it just, it all intertwines and works together. And I think that that was definitely one of those moments for me. It was that photo shoot. It wasn't a specific girl. It wasn't mm -hmm. a specific time, It was a photo shoot, yeah. Them, so. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that make, that, that's, that's beautiful. That is really beautiful. Um, the connection, you're teaching us something now because I think I'm getting a, um, a sense of why I'm a minimalist. <laughs> I never knew why. Because I at first, I, I don't like a lot of stuff. But um, you're teaching me that I have each... I'm thinking about my clothes as you're talking. Each piece I have a connection to. And, I'm, and now I'm like, I'm going to do that even more, more often. So... <laughs> And this is great. This is great food for the soul. You know, um, we don't have to have a lot to, to enjoy things and to be comfortable. Cause I like to be comfortable. Um, yeah. I lived too many years uncomfortable for everyone else. And now I'm in the stage. Oh, well, you like it, you know, exactly. <laughs> and, um, I want to talk about style. Um, because you know, we talk about fashion all the time. Right. And I know that this is, this is, something that you do and I think that you have what you're giving us today is why style exists let's talk about the difference between fashion and style okay so I think I think that especially in the world that we live in mm -hmm. uh, you know we tend to become comfortable is the right word for that yeah. you know we we see how people style themselves right Mm -hmm. um, in our daily lives, right. and we get to mimic, right? Because mm -hmm. all of us like to mold and fit in. Not exactly. All of us, but Great just... word, mimic. <laughs> Great yes, word. Yes. Um, and I think that um, it's limiting in that way. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that the beauty in in fashion, in the fashion industry, in the fashion world, and just fashion in general, is that it is so complex and mm -hmm. versatile. And that's one of the things that I, I even press with my clothes is that, you know, whenever I'm selling and showcasing, a lot of times I'll have guys who come in and they're like, do you have any guy clothes? And I'm like, listen, if it looks good on you, it looks good on Ooh, you. Ooh, I like that. That's great. I like and that. So I think that that's like one of the big differences is like whenever, you know, having your own personal set style, right, mm -hmm. uh, is one thing that's great as long as you're not doing that mimicking and you're showcasing yourself through it. Right. Uh, with fashion, it's there's a whole world that you can dive into mm -hmm. when we're talking colors, when we're talking patterns, when we're talking Western and Middle Eastern, and it's yeah. just, it's so endless, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I think one of the big impacts in my life is that 
uh, I was so susceptible to change, right? In the foster system, you move around, you bounce around, yeah. you meet new cultures, you meet new people, new individuals, new way of thinking. And that went, it kind of correlated to my fashion because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, um, I never really had one set style, right. right? And so I went from being a person who would develop a style to being someone who was just absorbed with fashion yeah. and the look. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's definitely been a huge, I think, uh, benefit for me with TFY because I'm all over the place. You know, you can't, yeah. you can't call me Western, you can't call me Southern. It's just... <laughs> and that's great. That's a great way to be because that makes you limitless. Yes. Makes yes. you limitless. Most definitely. Absolutely. That's great. Okay. So is there something um, that you, is, is, is there a common myth about what you do right now as a thrifter? or uh, there might be another word um, that you do that you would like to debunk that someone's always saying, you know, is there something that you can share with us? A common myth. Um, I guess one of the, I guess, biggest things that I hear um, more often, and I I don't know if it would be considered a myth or Mm -hmm. if it's- Just something they say. Yes. Stereotype, you know? Yes, Uh uh-huh. I could, and I, I love my mother to death, but I can, I can relate back <laughs> to her, right? Uh-huh. People have this outlook or this perspective on thrifting as a nasty thing. Right. You know, as a, you know, it's, it's that I'm going to be wearing someone else's clothes. Right. And you know, that's just, I can't even think about touching something that someone else has worn. Um, and I think that that's something that a perspective and it's such a myth. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day. You know, I mean, in my eyes, you know, you wash it, it's brand new. <laughs> <laughs> right? You haven't had it before. <laughs> why we're in this situation where we have such an abundance of clothing yes. to the point where we're being overloaded, right? Yeah, right. That, that's just, it's to the point where Levi's is even promoting sustainability because right. it's needed. Right. And I think that um, the idea and the concept of thrifting being nasty or being cor- like correlated with negative or like just negative emotions in general, I think that just has to go. Mm-hmm. It's got to go. I think there's beauty in everything, but there is most definitely beauty in clothes and the way that, it- listen, I will tell you this. Yes. The clothes that I find, they don't make them like that anymore. <laughs> That's right. They don't. They don't. I like, I like that. I, I really do like that because I was saying that to, I think my mom, and I was like, you know, I'm so tired of polyester. It's not warm in the winter time, and it's not, it's definitely not soothing in the, in the summertime. And I was like, I, I want out of it all. So I went through my closet, I think a month ago, ago and I just started pulling things out, polyester, out of here, out of here. So my mom was like, what are you going to wear? I said, the things that make me comfortable. <laughs> Which were like a lot of cotton, you know, and cotton blends. And um, I think that's important too, is to really, you know, um, stay true to yourself. Be, you're so in tune with yourself. That's what you're really relaying to me, is that you're so in tune with the inner being of who you are. It's, it's really um, enlightening. It's, it's, it's um, refreshing as well. I appreciate that. I think I can correlate that directly to being a foster kid because... You know, I, I didn't have someone molding me or telling me what to do or what to wear or how mm-hmm. to act. You know, instead, I was I was surrounded by so many different types of people, so many different heritage, so right. many different, um, you know, cultures that I was able to just 
take a little bit of everything and piece it all together and create me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's good. What um are the best resources that you that that have helped you in your business? I would say number 1 is that and I think people tend to not think about this very much, mm -hmm. but it's just the God-given gift of communication. Oh, very good. Literally, and I, I was watching um, the, the Genius series on, mm -hmm. um, on Netflix, the yes. documentary, Kanye mm -hmm. West documentary, mm -hmm. and um, Jay-Z said something that I have just been utilizing my, in my everyday life uh, <laughs> since I heard it, and it's that closed mouths don't get fed. Oh, no, they don't. Yes. No, they do. Yes. That's my favorite, and I love to ask. I will not stop asking. <laughs> I will not. I will never mouth. stop asking. <laughs> exactly. And once I open my mouth, I promise you, the food has been abundant. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you are doing, um, giving us some great food for thought and some great fashion tips and some style tips about thrifting. Um, what is the biggest failure in what you're doing now um, that you learned along the way and how did you apply it to your, what you're doing now? So I think that, that that's an easy question. Um, <laughs> I, my, my, my biggest failure um, is, and, and you know, I think failure is a, a objective term. I think that it has a negative connotation, but uh -huh. I think that you learn from every single failure. Sure, right? you do. Yes, uh, I think that the success doesn't feel as good if you don't fail a few times. Exactly. Um, but for me, um, it was quite literally being so obsessed with the specifics, with you know specifications of what is my website going to look like? Mm -hmm. How am I going to post this? Who am I going to use? do I do this? Do I do that? I need to make sure this is right. I need to check this and double check that to the point where this idea was developed in 2016 mm -hmm. and I didn't truly launch it until this year. Yeah. Now my mindset shifted. And I think that the biggest thing for me was that I thought I needed to have all the preparation in the world. I needed every specific down. So the last T mm -hmm. I needed to have everything in line. And I think that because I didn't just dive on in, you know, I, I, wasted so much time essentially um and and i think that that's a lot of things the hardest part of many things is just starting yeah it really um, is for me my major shift happened whenever i had my baby um, because while i was pregnant you know growing up in the foster system i wasn't shown unconditional love mm -hmm. i wasn't given stability i wasn't showcased how to be a parent and i think that's many people not just foster kids right um because of that, I had a scare and a worry about having my child that I wasn't prepared. And ready or not, he popped right <laughs> on out. And, well, you know, as I was holding my baby, I realized that, like, while preparation is key, at the end of the day, it takes me grabbing that key, putting it in the hole, twisting it, and opening up that door. Yeah. It takes the action that you have to push, you know? And so... I made that decision that it was time for action. It was time to get started and it was time to dive in head first. And looking back on everything that I've done, mm -hmm. I don't think that there was, you know, there was twists and turns obviously, but at the end of the day, my, the, the number one thing I wish I could have changed was obsessing over the unknown, uh -huh. you know, right. obsessing over the preparation. And right, I think right. preparation is key, but like I said, it's that action step that is necessary to the success. Right. 
Yeah, that makes very perfect sense. Perfect sense. You, you know, perfectionism. We can't get that right if we tried. <laughs> yeah, yes. Exactly. We could not get it right. So this is a great for our audience. Audience, I, you've heard a lot from Alicia. I love, I'm loving it. I'm loving everything about the sustainability of thrifting, the beauty in the clothing, the connection with the clothing. Um, it's bringing new light to how I even think about clothes at this point right now. And you're making a change for me, Alicia. I really appreciate that. And I hope that we're making the change in the audience, right? And yes. now that we've gotten to know all about your business, we're going to turn the tables and we're going to get to know about you personally. What is your favorite dessert? Oops. That one is tough. <laughs> <laughs> I adore sweets. Oh, but you adore you give my you well, you'll be best friends with my granddaughter. She adores them. She <laughs> it's one of those oh, it's an itch that I've had to scratch my whole life. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, I'm even having to, at this point, learn how to not overindulge. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say that top, top, yeah. top tier, you can't get rid of it, is chocolate. Yeah. That, well, you're going to be best friends with my granddaughter. That would be, that would be <laughs> up her alley. I never saw a child take small bites of yes. chocolate <laughs> to indulge. She says the flavor, and she's six. Right. She's six. And I'm like... You're indulging, you're learning to, in, like, not, you learn to, she's learning to appreciate things like that. I'm like, I usually see kids gobble down chocolates, like, down the hatch. She's like, right. you gotta take small bite sizes to let it last. I said, it'll melt. She says, no, it's okay. You know, and she just loves it. That's, that's really good. That's really a good choice. <laughs> Especially choice. German chocolate. That's oh, level of yes. chocolate. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's a whole nother level. A whole nother level. Yes. So what is your favorite color? My favorite color is blue. Um, and I, um, as far as shades go, you know, because shades mm -hmm. matter. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you, you, you wouldn't be Alicia if you didn't give us a shade. Come on, give us a shade. Um, so I, it's, I mean, it, it, I, how do I put this? Turquoise is one of those things, right? It's my birthstone. It's the right. uh, color of foster care awareness. Right. It, there's so many things that like play into it, but I've just had a draw to that my entire life. Like the beauty of it, even just looking up into the sky, the different shades yeah. of blue that come out. I mean, blue is just so endless. I think it provides oh, that great. sense of like coolness. It like provides that, that sense of just... I guess whenever I was going through so much, mm -hmm. blue was one of those colors that helped me level out. Yeah. You know, um, it provided that sense of peace mm -hmm. and calmness for yeah. me. Endless blue, I like that. So audience, hashtag endless blue. I like yes. that, endless blue. <laughs> I love it. I just love it. Um, you know, I really like all of what you're saying. I'm just excited. I really am. Um, so if you had a billboard, what would you write on that billboard and why? That's a good one. <laughs> Probably your story doesn't end here. Oh, would you put a period or would you just, what would you put at the end of that? 
probably dot 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 and that you know and that is because it 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 doesn't end it, it doesn't it doesn't oh, ongoing so and with each period there's a circle right and circles yes. literally never end Woo! that's it oh that's really good that is really good <laughs> that is really good oh my goodness that's excellent so i'm going to give you this last question what right. would you pick for your last meal? It's, and I it's not it. a dessert. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The very, very last meal. That's a good one. Um, this, I mean, this sounds crazy. My, um, my Oma passed away from breast cancer, but uh -huh. she used to make goulash. It's a German meal. Yes, um, I've had it. Family adopted into her German. So mm -hmm. I was introduced to a whole new, you know, array <laughs> of foods. Um, and gosh, could she cook up some goulash? Mm. That sounds good. Yeah. Yes. Goulash. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So final thoughts, Alicia, that you can leave with my audience, final thoughts and, and, and anyone in business that wants to take this, uh, their business life to the next level, anything like that you can share. My final thoughts are going to be that no matter how hard you think something's going to be and no matter how many obstacles that come about the hardest part that you're going to face is the start because overcoming your own mental blockade that you set for yourself once you can do that mm -hmm. the rest is cake right. the rest is just about molding and developing and creating new things as the life throw you know as the world throws these new obstacles at you and once you've overcome your own battle and within your own self created, um, you know, not only that positivity, but just that confidence within yourself, right. there's no stopping you. That's right. That is right. Well, this brings us to the end of the show. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode audience and you'd like to help support, remember to like, share and post it on the social media, but more so than that, on the end of this show, you can actually leave a message for Alicia. But Alicia's going to tell us where we can find her in, on the internet, wherever she wants us to locate her so that you can leave a message for her. Yes, you can find me on most platforms are all TFY Apparel. Okay. And super easy. That's actually the our website, everything. Right. Um, and I respond immediately. I'm super active on social media. I, you know, I am a millennial. <laughs> so you can definitely reach me there. And I would love to hear from you, hear your stories, and hear any kind of feedback. That would be wonderful. So you can catch up with me on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter at EJW Coaching. Thanks again, audience, and I'll see you next time. And remember to always draw abundance have happiness, and a whole lot of fun. This is Edna White and my guest today, Alicia Broman from the Forgotten Youth Apparel, saying goodbye for now.